0: In 1913, the movie industry changed forever. Niels Grandland, the advertising manager at Marcus Lowe Theatres, created the world's first movie trailer. Except this trailer wasn't for a movie, it was a trailer for a Broadway play called The Pleasure Seekers. Niels cut together recordings of rehearsal footage into a short montage. The recording was shown after the films at Lowe's Theatres, hence the name trailer. I can't find any clips of that trailer, but it's said to be very different from the trailers we know today. No music, no fast cuts, no voiceover. In fact, the trailers we're familiar with are a fairly new phenomenon. A little while after Neil's first trailer, a man called Herban Robbins created the National Screen Service. Studios would hire the NSS to do much of the production work for an upcoming movie, including creating the trailer. And from the 20s all the way to the 60s, the NSS had a virtual monopoly on trailers, creating almost all of them, typically in a rather plain and dry style. That was until amateur filmmakers like Stanley Kubrick and Alfred Hitchcock started to create trailers for their own films. And in the 70s, Steven Spielberg's trailer, Four Jaws, was considered a milestone in the trailer industry. Universal spent $1.8 million marketing Jaws, including an unprecedented 700,000 on television advertising.
1: There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to
0: kill. The trailer worked. Jaws opened in 409 theatres with a record $7 million in sales in the opening weekend and grossed $21 million in sales in the first 10 days. It made $100 million in the first 59 days and overtook The Godfather as the highest grossing film at the North American box office. The film was brilliant, but it was the trailer that drove demand. Jaws.
1: See it before you go
0: swimming. This changed the movie industry. And from this point on, producers were convinced the key to a box office hit was a good trailer. And today, millions of dollars are spent creating each trailer. It's not just for films, either. You've got trailers for TV shows. (laughs) Trailers for video games. Why did I move here? I guess it was the weather or the... And even trailers for books. Jodie, it was the first word I ever said. Each year cinemas generate 26 billion dollars in global box office revenue. Netflix alone pulls in 31 billion and trailers are vital in driving all of this demand. Not only do they help capture attention, they fuel engagement, drawing people into the cinema, encouraging them to watch. Which got me thinking, what makes a good trailer? I think this is an important question, because all a trailer tries to do is convince us to do something. It is convincing us to spend time and money watching, reading or playing a certain story. And isn't that just what all marketing tries to do? all marketing tries to convince us to do something, whether that's buy, drink, holiday, or eat. I reckon we have a lot to learn from trailers, and I think if we try to understand what makes a trailer great, we'll understand what good marketing looks like. So today, I unpack what actually makes a good trailer. I decipher the psychological biases that all good trailers play on, and I even attempt to apply these principles myself, designing my very own movie trailer. To start, I'd suggest checking out episode 318, which features the CMO of Feastables. So, listen to D2C pod wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get into it. What makes a good trailer? It is a big question. And I should probably start by clarifying that I won't be able to answer all of it. I have not studied film. There is a huge amount I do not know about cinematography, rhythm and pacing and all of that stuff. I just won't be talking about that. Instead, I'm focusing on the psychological biases that good trailers tend to play on. I'll find out what the best trailers have in common and even suggest a few ways that I reckon these trailers could improve. Ways they could apply behavioural science to become even more effective. So after watching what must be hundreds of trailers in preparation for this episode and reading all the research I could find on the topic, I identified one clear theme that the best movie trailers seem to follow. It is a mix of novelty and familiarity, a mix of newness and sameness, innovation and tradition. This fusion of originality and familiarity, it draws people in. It keeps us engaged, interested, and curious a young movie director in the 1970s, discovered this the hard way. After years of intensive work on his first movie, he premiered his first film. It was titled THX 1138. The film was about a dystopian future where psychedelic drugs are mandatory and sex is outlawed. Emotions and the concept of family was considered taboo in this dystopian world and workers were forced to wear white uniforms and shaven heads to emphasize uniformity. The director spent four years and $700,000 producing this film and it was a complete and utter commercial flop. Critics said it lacked imagination. The young director was downbeat but not beaten. He resolved to create a new and better movie. Rather than imagining something out of thin air, he researched storytelling and attempted to find out the keys to a good story. After studying the tenets of storytelling, he took the key principles and applied them when writing his next script. At first, the producers weren't sure the script would be a hit, but they gave him the benefit of the doubt. He had the green light to create this film, and that film went on to become the single highest grossing movie franchise of all time, Star Wars. That young director, of course, was George Lucas. The brilliant book, Blindsight, looks back at exactly what George Lucas read when he was doing his research. The authors share that Lucas read the seminal book on mythology. It is called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. This book details the striking similarities in heroes' myths. These similarities are shared across cultures, not because different civilizations copied each other, but because these similarities are an innate part of human development. Lucas's stroke of genius was to combine a very familiar tale of a hero's journey with the new and novel world of space travel and science fiction. That really is all Star Wars is. It is a film based on an existing template that audiences recognised in hero's myths and standard adventure stories, but it is based in a new and novel world. In the words of Blindsight's authors Johnson and Gooman, Star Wars A New Hope was the most new, Yet safe science fiction film of all time. Its trailer showcased this new yet safeness perfectly.
1: Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message from a princess Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's beautiful. Star Wars, starring Mark Hamill. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. you a little short for a stormtrooper? Harrison Ford conversation anyway. 20th Century Fox presents the most extraordinary motion picture of all time, Star Wars.
0: By just listening to the trailer, you could almost believe the movie was for a classic western or a damsel in distress tale. It showed that the story was familiar and that the mix of novelty and familiarity worked. George Lucas didn't know this, but there is hard scientific evidence that backs up the novelty plus familiarity rule. Researcher Stuart Shapiro tested this in print ads. In these ads, they placed familiar brand logos like McDonald's, Heineken and Ford in new and novel areas in printed ads. See, typically in a print ad, you'll see the logo in the bottom right or at the top of the ad But instead, the researchers moved the logo to new areas, in the middle right, the middle left, or slap bang in the middle. The result? Well, these subtle changes to the ad in A-B tests led to a 20% increase in the subject's preference for the brand. Moreover, all participants claimed not to have detected the subtle differences. A bit of sameness, but novelty boosted recall. And you will have noticed this phenomenon yourself. Take viral news stories. Often they mix a sort of traditional tale with a new scenario. Elon Musk ruining Twitter is the classic rich man squanders his money story. That's a story as old as Oscar Wilde's Dorian Gray or even Shakespeare's King Lear. Or take popular new food trends like Red Bull and vodka, avocado and toast, sushi burritos or matcha lattes. They all combine something familiar with something new. It's not just the case with movies, news, and food, though. This mix of newness and sameness dictates our musical preference, too. Take this other great example from Blindsight. It's about the famous Spotify For You playlist. When Spotify first introduced this playlist, it was dedicated to give users personalised new music and new recommendations based on their past listening data. It was all about new music, and Spotify hoped it would be a hit, Users told them that they were desperate to find new music so they thought this would work but the results post-launch were really mixed. The playlists were a little bit popular among heavy Spotify users but they were not popular at all for light users for whom Spotify had little data to base the playlists off. The Spotify engineering team then made a miraculous mistake. In 2015, the same 4 You playlist, which was packed with new songs, was accidentally mixed with the users' most listened to songs. This resulted in an accidental combination of new songs and very, very familiar songs. The engineers were shocked to discover that this broken playlist was far more popular than ever before, with all users spending much more time listening to it. The Spotify CEO shares the story to The Atlantic, saying every engineer reported this as a bug, so we fixed it, making sure every song was completely new. But when we did, listenership dropped, so we restored the previous version. He said, it turns out having a bit of familiarity breeds trust. The key to enjoyment in life seems to be a mix of newness and sameness. All the best trailers, follow this exact formula, copying Spotify's broken playlist, combining new and novel ideas with traditional tales. Some follow the lead of Star Wars, showing a traditional story in a new and novel way. Take Blade Runner, for example, which tells a classic cops and robbers story, but in a totally new dystopian setting with flying cars and bioengineered humanoids. I need your deck.
1: This is a bad one, the worst yet escaped from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants. Three male. Three female. They slaughtered 20... A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants.
0: Or take everything everywhere all at once, the winner of seven Oscars. It starts telling the familiar story of an overworked, worn-out, middle-aged mum in a failing marriage, before adding the completely new and novel element of multiverse travel. Mrs Wang,
1: are you with us? I am paying attention. <laughs> Now, you may only see a
0: pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going.
1: It does not look good.
0: What's happening?
1: Devlin, I'm not your husband.
0: I'm another version of one from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. No time to help you. Or take the original trailer for Scream, which sets up as a typical horror movie trailer, but then there's something surprising and novel. It's self-aware and it talks about how movie trailers and scary movies are all the same.
1: Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step too far like scary movies
0: what's the point they're all the same some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs and she should be going out the front door it's insulting that's new we are not used to a horror movie trailer actually telling us that all horror movies are the same that novelty makes us pay attention but movie trailers don't just use storylines to combine the new and familiar they use actors too The best trailers will surprise viewers by showing a familiar movie star in a new light. Take Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. In this trailer, Heath Ledger is caked in the clown-esque makeup of Joker, which was a complete departure from his previous roles. What happened? So what are you
1: proposing? It's simple. Kill the Batman.
0: (laughs) Or Charlie Ferron in Monster. In this film, Charlie Ferron plays a street prostitute serial killer, another complete transformation from her previous roles. When I was little, I had a lot of dreams. And I was always secretly looking for who was going to discover me. Was it this guy? Or maybe this one? You never knew. And then there's Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. He plays the role of a rodeo cowboy diagnosed with AIDS, a total departure from his previous roles as rom-com leading man.
1: You have tested positive for hiv mr woodruff we estimate that you have approximately 30 days
0: and news flash for y'all ain't nothing out there you can kill ron wood in 30 days it's not just that mcconaughey's character is new to us it's his physique as well in the trailer we see an extremely skinny mcconaughey he lost 23 kilograms for the role This surprising unfamiliar look for such a familiar actor sparks our interest. The same trick is used by Christian Bale, who lost 27 kilograms for the film The Machinist. And the same trick was used by recent Best Actor Oscar winner Brendan Fraser, who plays an obese man who weighs 272 kilograms. Seeing all these well-known actors in new and novel scenarios spikes our interest. And they make for great trailers. But say your movie trailer doesn't have a new yet familiar storyline. Say you can't cast a famous actor and portray them in a new light. Well, trailers get around this often with music. They play a familiar song in a different new style. Like the Social Network trailer. I need to do something
1: substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun and they lead to a
0: better life want to go on the internet. Or the House of Gucci trailer. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. That trailer has the added bonus of showing a famous singer, Lady Gaga, in a brand new context, acting with a thick Italian accent. Now, the film House of Gucci received mixed reviews, with many criticising the screenplay and writing, But it still hit its targets generating 153 million dollars at the box office and i think that's in part due to the great trailer which was packed with new yet familiar themes but there is one cinematic universe that uses the novel yet familiar rule more than anyone else marvel a huge number of their movies feature famous pop songs in new styles guardians of the galaxy helped popularize this concept and one of their latest movies, Ant-Man and the Wasp, so clearly follows the novel yet familiar maxim that you can actually hear when the trailer switches between the two. Just take a listen. I used to
1: ask myself a lot of questions. How are you an Avenger?
0: That doesn't make sense.
1: But everywhere I go, people tell me the same thing.
0: Thank you, Spider-Man. People still need help, Dad. That's
1: why we made this. It's like a satellite for deep space,
0: but quanta. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal down to the quantum realm. Turn it off. Now. <laughs> Secret universe beneath ours. Newness and sameness. The secret cheat code used by trailers across all genres. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. It works. It's successful. It's proven to deliver for Star Wars, Spotify and even banner ads. But it's not the only trick. There are a few other nudges that trailers use and I'll share them after this quick break. and definitely listen to the end because you'll hear my attempt at designing my very own movie trailer. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's like trying to remember the name of someone you've just met at a networking event. I've made this mistake before, introducing a colleague to my new friend Dan only to find out his name was actually Ian. Being personal with your customers is important, but keeping on top of all that information can be very hard. That's where HubSpot's all-new service hub comes in. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. It's got an AI-powered help desk and an AI-powered chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. Plus, it never forgets a first name. All of that can help you scale support and drive retention and revenue. That means better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit hubspot.com service to do more for your customers today. Newness and sameness, that is one way to capture attention with a good movie trailer. But it is not the only way. If you've watched as many trailers as I have, you'll realise that I'm missing something that is fairly commonplace. Something that is present in all the best movie trailers. It is the art of leaving something unknown. Hinting at just enough of the story to get us interested without revealing it all. All of the best trailers do this. The original Alien trailer does this brilliantly. There is no voiceover, no conversations to explain the premise, just increasingly fast-paced clips of horror on the spaceship with the ominous line appearing at the end of the screen in written text, which read, In space, no one can hear you scream. This builds hype, generating interest without revealing too much. Vitally, Alien doesn't show the monster. This is a really important trailer rule. The very best trailers don't reveal the monster, they only hint at it to build hype. The 2014 Godzilla trailer does this really well, not showing Godzilla in full, just showing an outline of the monster through the mist. That is just enough to get us hooked. But when movies don't have a villain to hide, they can raise intrigue in other ways, like the Mad Max trailer, which poses a question without offering an answer. As the world fell,
1: each of us in our own way was broken. It was hard to know who was more crazy. Me
0: or everyone else. In fact, directors are so keen to leave aspects of their film unknown that they'll even create unique scenes for their trailer. The Superbad producers were so keen not to ruin the jokes in the movie that they used alternative jokes from takes that weren't used in the actual movie for the trailer. Here's one of those jokes that you will only hear in the trailer. Go to school, boys. Bye. Take care of those. The opposite, of course, makes for an awful trailer. Watching a trailer and getting the feeling that you've seen the whole movie before will quickly put you off. Leaving something unknown is key to a great trailer. But why? What is it about the feeling of unfinishedness that draws us in? Well, if you're a loyal listener to Nudge, you'll know this phenomenon is often referred to as the Zeigarnik effect, named after the psychologist Bolmer Zeigarnik. The book Blindsights documents some of the earliest studies on the Zeigarnik effect. Most of these studies focused on memory, showing how leaving something unknown makes us remember it more. The studies found that when students are given the task of memorising a list of words but are interrupted halfway through by another task, they'll actually remember the words far better than if they'd been able to complete their memorization without being interrupted. Now, this sounds irrational. You shouldn't remember more if you're interrupted, but it's true. Furthermore, students always show a strong desire to complete the memory task as soon as they are given the chance, leaving something unfinished isn't a nice feeling we are desperate to complete it we're desperate to finish it johnson and Grumman write that it is human nature to finish what we start and if we cannot finish we experience discomfort the zygonic effect is built into some of the world's most addictive products take netflix post play feature that stops you from walking away after you watch one episode of the office by auto playing the next TikTok's continuous scroll stops us from leaving the platform by pushing viewers onto a new video as soon as their attention wanes. Continuous scroll on TikTok isn't a TikTok invention, of course. It's a well-known application of the Zygonic effect, which has been proven to work even outside of social media. Time.com, for example, revamped their whole website in 2015 to include a continuous scroll interface. Their engagement, after they made this change, improved almost immediately the percentage of viewers who left the site after viewing only one page, otherwise known as the bounce rate, well that dropped by 15% which is very impressive for a single website change. The sports website Bleacher Report achieved a similar reduction in bounce rate when they killed their traditional site page and replaced it with an infinite scroll design. But Bleacher and Time, well they only just scratched the surface. The master's, of the Zygonic effect according to blindsight authors Johnson and Grumman are our old friends at Marvel and their Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have the highest grossing film franchise of all time with 26 billion dollars in sales from their films alone. They trigger the Zygonic effect not only through their film trailers which we heard earlier but also in their post-credit scenes. These post credit scenes, appearing after the credits have rolled, foreshadow future films, hinting at what's to come, leaving the story unfinished, and triggering the Zygmunt effect. The very first Marvel post credit scene was in their 2008 film, Iron Man.
1: I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger initiative.
0: By hinting at a new initiative, it provides a healthy dose of unfinishedness that can only be sated with a new Marvel film. This changed the game. It got moviegoers hooked on Marvel's 31 separate movies in their universe. Novelty and familiarity is important. So is the Zygonic effect but they are not the only nudges behind good trailers. Have you ever noticed how movies always announce that the movie is coming to cinemas this fall, this Christmas, or this Halloween? I used to think that was due to them not quite knowing the exact release date, but now I suspect it's a tactic that is used on purpose. See, there is something called the fresh start effect. I've spoken about it before on Nudge. It suggests that we're more likely to commit to doing something if we say we will do it on a significant date, like in the new year, in the new season, or in the new month. Katie Milkman helped identify this effect when attempting to encourage her students to study for their exams. In her experiment, all students were given a list of dates on which they could get a reminder to encourage them to study. This reminder would be a little text message saying, please study for your exams today but the researchers randomly tweaked how they worded the reminders. Both groups would receive the reminder on March 20th, but half the students were told this is the third Thursday of March, which is a fairly ordinary way of talking about that date. The other group read that they would get their reminder on the first day of spring, which is a fresh start date. When the 20th of March was labelled with the fresh start date saying it was the first day of spring, more than three times as many people chose it as the date when they wanted to receive a reminder to start pursuing that personal goal of revising. The fresh start date encouraged action, getting more people to sign up to revision reminders. These fresh start dates don't just encourage behaviour, they actually change behaviour as well. In another study, several thousand university employees received letters inviting them to start contributing to a savings plan, even now or at a future date. What they found was that people saved 20-30% to more money in the 8 months following the letter when they were invited to start saving on a fresh start date. Saying start saving on your next birthday or start saving at the start of spring encouraged far more saving, far more people to to take up saving than simply saying start saving on April 7th. So applying this to trailers, it makes sense for trailers to reference a fresh start date, to state that the movie is coming this fall or coming this Halloween or coming this Christmas. It is smart for movie trailers to do this, but many movie trailers fail to do this. Take the original Home Alone trailer, for example.
1: Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th.
0: This fails on two parts. Not only does it fail to use the fresh start effect, but it also fails to use scarcity. Richard Shotton, in his book The Choice Factory, found that using scarcity in your movie trailer is a powerful way to get people to watch. In Shotton's study, he showed participants movie posters for upcoming movies. He told half the participants when the movie was airing For example, Home Alone will air on November 16th. And he told the other half of participants when the movie would stop airing. For example, Home Alone will stop airing on January 2nd. He found that saying when the movie would stop airing made people 36% more likely to actually go and watch the movie. This is because scarcity kicks in. People act when a resource is scarce. So when you hear that a movie will only air until a certain day, you're probably more likely to go. It's a real surprise to me that so few trailers seem to use this trick. But this mistake is my opportunity. See, after all this research, I'm ready to apply this stuff myself. I'm kind of confident that I can make my own movie trailer just by applying these simple principles. So I got to work. I created a novel story in a familiar setting. I showed well-known actors in a new light. And I used classic music, but with a new twist. I used the Zygonic effect to give just enough information about my story without revealing it all. I gave it a fresh start date and I added a bit of scarcity as well. So without any further ado, here is my very own movie trailer.
1: Imagine a world identical to our own where every choice we made took a different path. This fall, a team of astronauts led by Commander Jake Matheson Embarks on a groundbreaking mission to explore a newly discovered planet, a parallel Earth. They discover that history has taken a different turn. They encounter their alternate counterparts and face moral dilemmas that challenge their beliefs about reality. In this alternative Earth, scientific breakthroughs once thought impossible have become reality cities are powered by clean, limitless energy. Famous figures who met tragic ends in our world have risen to prominence in the parallel Earth. Countries that were once allies now stand as adversaries, while former rivals have formed surprising alliances. But beneath this utopian surface lies a twisted world, shaped by the darkest aspects of human nature. Delve deeper into this mysterious realm. They find themselves entwined in the lives of their alternate counterparts—friends, families, and even enemies. Their stories reveal the shared threads of humanity that connect them across dimensions. Tom Hanks stars as Richard Gabe, a powerful and cunning leader of a shadowy organization controlling the planet's governments and resources. As the line between realities blur, the astronauts must make a choice. Return to their own Earth, or protect the parallel planet from King's tyranny. It's your world, but not as you know it. Join Commander Matheson and his team on an epic adventure to uncover hidden truths, forge unexpected alliances, and fight for the fate of two worlds. Airing in cinemas until July 10th.
0: I would give that a solid 5 out of 10. It's fine. It's not perfect. But considering I spent less than an hour whipping it together, I think it's all right. You've got novelty yet familiarity in there in a few ways. Obviously, there's the storyline. It's familiar, yet it's a different version of Earth. So there's a lot of familiar stuff which is different. You've got Tom Hanks playing a villain, which is a departure from his normal good guy roles. And you've got Dead or Alive's You Spin Me Round, a classic pop song in a new style. There's the Zygonic effect too, hinting at what's to come without revealing it all and I drop a fresh start date right at the start and finish by saying when the movie will stop airing. Now, hey, I don't think this trailer would lead to a guaranteed box office hit, but I'm also not too sure it would be a complete flop. To me, I think this shows that by studying the psychology behind great trailers, you can start to see what makes them click. And applying some of these principles definitely gives you a head start, not only in trailer production, but in marketing advertising and business as well. All of these principles can and should be applied to your own marketing. But for now, I promise that I won't force you to listen to another trailer of mine. And I'm going to stop watching trailers for the foreseeable future as well. All right, that is all for today, folks. I really hope you enjoyed this one. I want to shout out to Oral Nauts for the brilliant backing music for the trailer. I've attached that music in the show notes. Their fantastic video titled How to Make a Blockbuster Movie Trailer definitely inspired this show. I want to thank Bunny Media for helping me set up the narration. Those folks are ace. And I also want to give a huge thank you to Prince Grumman and Matt Johnson for their brilliant book, Blind Sight. I've had them both on the show a while back, but we didn't have time to talk about the Zygonic effect, so I was really glad to be able to bring it up. Their book, Blind Sight is an absolute treasure trove of great behavioral science principles. I'd recommend it to all of you. I've left a link to buy it in the show notes. If you like this show, you'll love that book. As always, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen. It's free. It just takes a click. Just click follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen. If you do that, it will really help the show grow. It'll also help nudge rise the charts, which will help me get a little bit more ad revenue, which ultimately means I have more money to waste on things like producing my own Hollywood grade movie trailer, which I'm assuming you all want. So let's do more of that. All right, that is all for today. Thank you again for listening. I will be back next Monday with another episode of Nudge. Cheers.